Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to Geeking In. Uh, I am Jay, I am your party host, so grab your bourbon, your beer, or your brew, half sugar and almond milk, just the way you like it, and strap in for another conversation about uh, some actual news this week, so that's uh, exciting. Um, and we can't do it all without the incredible, the invincible, the infamous, the futurist, the Tony Stark, uh, the amazing uh, genius who can't get his microphone to work properly how are you doing t <laughs> hello Liz. hello gents yes i do apologize for sounding like i'm a million miles away um hardware problems but i am here i'm happy to be here and for once we have news to talk about very exciting it really is and if you are talking about exciting then you are talking about our mr fantastic our flexible friend the pajama prince that was promised hayden b dress joy yeah uh, is Russian um, for our Russian listener. Yeah, is it? Um, Can we have that again, please, B? No. Dress <laughs> joy, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I, I know we have um, at least a, a Russian-speaking listener. We'll find out next week. <laughs> um so yes yeah, so um we 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 have a russian listener this week so that was amazing so uh thank you very much and we we love the fact that our listening listeners continue to grow from hemel hempstead to dublin to oregon and russia uh so please continue to rate review subscribe and share um to help us continue to grow the conversation and if you have something to add or something you want us to talk about or just want to shout out and tell b how awful his 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 uh, russian is excuse me um <laughs> then at geeking in pod is the place to go um and that will be uh the best way to reach us through twitter or instagram and whilst you're there you will see in our bio that we have our link to our link tree and that will take you through to the teespring shop that sells our mugs our t-shirts and our masks um and there's there's a fair few designs and there's a fair few things up there to to buy not enough not as many things as uh disney put out to buy on their investors call last week um it was quite the news dump um so we thought we'd spend most of uh, the show if not all of it chatting about all of the stuff that's coming from disney um as they own every single exciting bit of our childhood um we're excited for all of it i think i i'm not excited about it coming from an investor's call there's you know there was something about this you know fan events uh comic cons things like that where it was like hey we're doing this for the fan now we all know it's money making it's a business thing but it's nice to feel like oh we're making films for fans and this was so blatantly like yeah yeah less next set of investment opportunities you know it's a bit sad i thought you you're, you're sad at the realisation that Disney is a capitalist money-making machine. <laughs> how open they're being about it. Yeah, the, the mouse makes money. Well, open is something that you can't use to describe their parks at the moment, and that is why they are doubling down on their screening ser streaming services. Um, similar to what we were talking about last week with HBO Max and the fight that's ensuing there, um, Disney have a little bit less of a problem in the sense that they have so much IP um, that they are tripping over themselves getting stuff out. Um, now, the big tent poles for us, obviously, are the Marvel announcements and the Lucasfilm announcements. Where would we like to 
start? How about a galaxy far, far away? Marvel. Okay. Um, so Lucasfilm. Um, so what has been announced is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, which we kind of oh. knew some details about, but uh, has been confirmed, is confirmed to be set 10 years after the event of the events of Re Revenge of the Sith. Um, will star Ewan McGregor. And it was confirmed that uh, it will have uh, Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. I think that's that's so cool. He got such a great reception back at um, what was it, Disney Con or wherever he turned up a couple of years ago. It's so cool that D twenty three, I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, and we've talked about this in the, you know quite a few times in the past, but there's a whole generation now where the prequels are their Star Wars, and they're getting to see their you know their protagonist back in the fold. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, I'm not sure how it all sort of fits story-wise, but that's all right. I think at this point, I just want to see some, you know, cool lightsaber fights and stuff. B, how are you feeling I'm about? Not sure about? I'm not sure about if I'm interested in in what's it called? Kenobi, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi, not Kenobi, fun. something like that. I'm not sure. It's not floating my boat, to be honest. I mean, you know, we went down this rabbit hole with uh, Solo. Um, do we really want to lose the mystery as such? Um, I don't think I do. I, th I think leave it alone. Get some new stuff in, and I'm sure you're going to be talking about that in a minute. But, mm, nah. Is there much mystery? Of, you know, the uh, I, I think my issue with, I mean, firstly, I'm hyper excited for it, but my issue with it is I don't feel like there is a lot of the old Ben Kenobi years, right? Whereas with Solo, it was, with Han Solo, with the character, what was exciting is we didn't know much about his past and he's such a big liar. It could have all been full of shit and, you know, instead he gave up. Or just a long weekend. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> not that I'm still sore on that. Um, no, I mean, that's my issue with Kenobi is, is in theory, we know he spends 10 years or however long it is, 17 years sitting on uh, a desert planet watching a kid grow up with, from a distance. With the best uh, alias of all time. No one's going to find out yeah. when Kenobi is Kenobi one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, I mean... I, I understand the the desire to put Hayden Christensen with him, but I I liked the fact that they hadn't engaged since Mustafar and Revenge of the Sith until A New Hope, and this seems to suggest they will. Yeah, yeah. And I, and, I, and I hope that, you know, I think for the sake of what, you know, the line at the end, not the end, you know, when, what, what was it? We meet again, we meet at last on the Death Star. You know, for the sake of that one, preserving the sanctity of that one line from a film, that we don't miss out on a on a, on a film, on a story, on a great big thing. Because I, th I just think, you know, seeing Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen back on screen again, um, having this kind of blend between... The prequels uh, and all, you know, prequels are just kind of all this kind of mad jam excitement, you know, all dialed up to 11 and where we are today with filmmaking and storytelling. 
I think it's a nice place to be. I think it'll be really, really entertaining. I think um, I think it'll really just add to the whole thing. You know, obviously our last couple of Star Wars things have been Solo. They've been, um, I forgot the name of the last film, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, they've not been great, Mando aside. Um, so, yeah, it's not a spotless record. Uh, well, well, we'll we'll come on to that in a minute because that's it's quite an interesting thing that they're doing here. But um, I mean, if if this is Hayden Christensen as the voice in his head and the invisible to everyone else, but talking to him about you know like his guilt, which is why he's now looking after his son and you know things like that, then then maybe a little bit more. Mm. Um, I mean, you know. This thing, this whole kind of you, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi could be off having adventures, fighting space pirates, and all the rest of it. Yeah, but he's meant to be sitting there watching the kid. So I don't want him to to sod off and you know fly around the galaxy and you know chase down missions and all the rest of it because for all the time he's doing that, he's not doing the duty that he swore. But you know, maybe maybe so, doing uh, the duty is keeping you know Darth Vader away, and part of that is actually leaving the planet to make sure. Darth Vader doesn't realise he's got a son growing up on Tatooine. Yeah, but if he's just going to be watching this kid, it's, it's going to be a mighty boring <laughs> show. Which is, which is why I I have reluctance in um, this one over over most of Elseworlds coming out. Um, although you say, you know, just watching the kid will make mighty boring shows, jumping around a little bit, um, Three Men and a Baby reboot starring Zac Efron. Yeah. I'm there for that. <laughs> um, I still think of Zac Efron as a baby, so I'm like, which role is he playing? He is the baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, uh, I think he's a good choice for it. I don't know which role he's playing. Is he playing the Steve Gutenberg, the Ted Danson, or the Tom Selleck oh, role? He's definitely the Ted Danson. No, I'd say Steve Gutenberg. No, well, you know Tom Selleck's the heart of that film. That's that's who the Rock will be playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Arnie's Arnie's for that role. You know, you, you, you're shitting all over it, but the moment they announce Oscar Isaac, you are there. <laughs> like, Two men, a god, and a baby. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, so Obi-Wan, we've also then got, um, uh, to complement the Mandalorian, we have John Favreau and Dave Filoni telling two additional stories in this timeline. Um, we are going to have Ahsoka um, spinning off into her own series. We cannot talk about what that may uh, entail, because one of us is saving all of the Mandalorian to watch mm-hmm. as a binge, which means we're not allowed to talk about any of the stories that have come out. This is true. Yeah. Yes, but this is not <laughs> the way. It is the way. <laughs> so, I mean, just again, for our, for our wonderful and beautiful listeners, your logic behind this is uh, episodic television released on a weekly basis is too slow. This is correct. So to combat that, you're waiting until they're all out to watch them. This is true. 
So whereas I will have watched the last episode on Friday and know the story, you will have not started the story until at least the Saturday and therefore Mm -hmm. will have waited longer than I have for every single episode. Um, Yes, but I'll get to enjoy all of them in the short space. You also quite possibly will watch the parts of the finale and then go back from the beginning. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Possibly. I love it. It's insane. Um, so yeah, so we've got Ahsoka that we can't talk about, but um, looks to be quite interesting. Um, without going into details, I thought Rosario Dawson did very good, very well in that role. So I'm I'm excited to see more of that. Um, and then we have Rangers of the New Republic. Again, kind of hints to some of the stories, some of the marshals that we may have seen in, um the Mandalorian era. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it is very much, especially around the outer rim planets, the fact that this is now again, the wild West. Um, so, you know, Rangers of the new Republic. Um, it, it, I, I can't listen to that title without thinking about galaxy Rangers. Where my head went as well, straight away. And, <laughs> I can't work out because there was there was something a little X-wingy about their ships as well. Um, I can't work out whether I want it to be like Galaxy Rangers or whether I just want a live-action Galaxy mm-hmm. Rangers. I think you know I, I wouldn't be as excited about this if it wasn't the Mando team doing it. Um, you know, because yeah. it's their Star Wars is pro is gritty or sci-fi, you know that kind of stuff. Um, and I like that world so much. I'm well up for it. You know, um, I hope it's the um, the dad from Kim's Convenience who turned up on an X wing. I hope that's the person who's, who's <laughs> leading the show. Um, but you know, it's that kind of stuff. I feel like it's all going to be old brick and tech, and you know, the Wild West and space. It's going to be all Firefly. Um, so that's really cool. Really up for it. The type, and you know. The, the fact that Filoni is the second biggest fan of the prequels mm. in the world, the first being mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, George mm-hmm. Lucas himself, um, you can see the love that he has for bringing them into canon well and mm. nicely uh, with what he did during Clone Wars, with what he supported mm. during Rebels, and now what he's doing in live action as well. Um, you know, it's... It, it, we talk about kind of the resurgence of Hayden Christensen. A lot of that's based upon, you know, the last series of, of Clone Wars and Ahsoka Tano and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, Filoni is, is, is single-handedly redeeming the, the prequels, it seems. And, you know, he's keeping it, by doing it in this sort of time frame, he's keeping it when things are all shitty, right? Because the thing with the Clone Wars is everything was fresh and new and at its peak and not just the Jedi being like, you know, at their peak of power, but everything looked shiny and exciting, right? I'm not up for that as much. I don't want... I don't really want my Star Wars to be in that utopian Star Trek world where everything's all perfect. I want my Star Wars to be, you know, old broken down Tatooine. Yeah. Um, So the next one's possibly my least... the one I'm looking forward to the least. Maybe not, but it's it's down there. 
um, Andor. Yeah. A spy thriller uh, created by Tony Gilroy, uh, including uh, cast is uh, Diego Luna and Stellan Skarsgård. Um, I don't know about this one. So I didn't get Cassie and Andor. The, the character didn't sort of work for me, excite me in any way. He wasn't someone I wanted to know more about at all. Um, of, you know, yeah. K2SO, yes, great. That's the character I'd like to follow. Um, and, and I forgot the main character's name, <laughs> sorry. Um, Jin Erso, yeah. Jin Erso, you know, Jin. that, that yeah. was her arc, and that was really, you know, we, we had enough, but, you know, that was great. That That's, that's a more interesting character. But Cassian Andor's character, there wasn't anything where I wanted to know, hey, how did you get to this point? No. No. Mm. Um, B, are you feeling this one? <laughs> nope. He's harsh today. I love no. it. Um, uh, I know. You see, it's slightly annoying me now because, I mean, Star Wars is such a fantastic franchise and one of the reasons why it's, it's fantastic is because there's so little of it so whatever you have you, you treasure and you enjoy it until until kingdom come disney are i are in a position where they they're going to really flog this to death um and this is one of the issues when initially they they bought Lucasfilm, um, and we're seeing it now. Um, it's, it's you want to see less Star Wars a little bit. I, I want to see quality Star Wars. What I, I mean, don't want to see is is you know crap that they're just going to churn out just for the sake of it. There was a point when every you know when uh, they're doing Solo, they were also going to do the Boba Fett film and they were going to do the Yoda film. And it did feel like, oh, Jesus, look, not every single inner character needs their own solo film tell original stories. Um, and whilst Rogue One wasn't, you know, necessarily a completely original story, it fit in really nicely to the to the series. Um, yeah. It was, you know, a self-contained war film within the Star Wars universe and, and Mando's its own series within the Star Wars universe. I think that stuff is better than, you know, just picking up a thread and then trying to make a whole series out of it, um, especially when it's a character that wasn't, you know, particularly interesting to me. No, and I think that's the thing. And and yeah, I just it it doesn't speak to me in the way of others. Um, you know, I I I live to be converted, but but not sure on that. Um, Star Wars: The Bad Batch is another one that's due to come, which we knew about. That's uh, an animated series picking up with uh, the Bad Batch, which is a special unit of the clone soldiers. Um, uh, looks like it's tying into Order 66 and beyond. Um, it's fine. I've not kept up with the animated stuff, so I watched um, some of Rebels and I've watched some of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I, I'm not entirely sure if this is something I'm... It, I feel like this is something that will go on the list, and after I watch Clone Wars again and I watch Rebels properly, that's when I'll probably watch this. But I'm in no rush. 
yeah so it, i mean yeah so it's going to be if you're if you're doing your binge watches it's probably you watch clone wars then you watch bad yeah. match and then you go into rebels yeah and then you go into mandalorian i guess hmm. um but yeah um star wars visions is the next one um an anime anthology um i mean this one interests me uh because i was a fan although the stories weren't great of the infinite's comic comic series um which was the star wars version of what if uh or or mm. elseworlds um and for me this sounds as if this could be that it could be them in an anime way saying what if um luke didn't blow up the first death star and what if the emperor didn't die or or more to the point what if the emperor did die um so i i i hope that this is um in the anthology setting it's a it's a it's a what if style infinite style telling of stories i don't particularly care for an approach like that i don't want to see that at all i i just want to get new stories so don't <laughs> i don't want to see luke yeah. well but i mean they but they yeah. are new stories in the sense of it's 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 spinning out of of the stuff we already know yes but i i don't want to see you know because you know you know there's so many little things you can tweak and it could it, it, i i just want to see the universe grow so give give me you know deep history mm. or give me far flung future or give me as Mando's doing, you know, just on the outer rim, far away from civilization. That's the stuff I want to see more of within see, this kind of say, universe. You see, when when um, um, the Last Jedi um, ended, and you see that little boy, and he uses the Force or what we perceive the Force to call the broom to him, mm. and it, yep, and broom he boy, looks at yes. the stars, and you see that shooting star. That was the most fantastic opportunity to expand the Star Wars universe. Let's, you know, tell some new stories um, because there is a big universe out there. They just, they can't just regurgitate and, and, you know, build on other stuff. They've got an opportunity to build bigger and better things. I cannot believe that you are accusing them of just recycling old characters and old stories and not creating anything new. Lando is next, <laughs> created by Justin Simeon. <laughs> also, B, do you just want like a what if last uh, Rise of Skywalker never happened? <laughs> yeah, I know. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, but you could do, in essence, you could do things like the Trevorrow yeah. Jewel of Fates script as, as a what if. You could do, you know, what if Luke died on Hoth? You know, that's the sort of thing. It's it, it's those kind I'm, of I'm a sucker for canon. Elements. I want what they're doing to be within the canon. Mm, well, Lando mm. will be within canon. Um, now, I mean, my hope for this is that this is going to be um, Donald Glover. That's the only reason. You hope. I mean, I I love Billy D. Everyone loves Billy D. Um, not, not, you know, last, uh, sorry, Rise of Skywalker, slightly creepy Billy D. Exactly. I was just thinking that <laughs> same thing, <laughs> that last scene, you know, where he's talking oh. about that. that was strange. 
<laughs> Let's find out. Um, yeah, no, I, I, and you know, he, yeah, the whole story that was left on the cutting room floor, apart from that scene, I don't get. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. Um, I don't know. Again, what's what's? I, I, mm. I'd rather get Lando stories that you know. I, I don't need to get um, the origin of Lando. I don't need to know how you became who you are. But if you've had fun adventures on the side, because you know your story isn't the Star Wars story. You've got your own life, and you've intersected with the with the you know the main cast at, at times. But you've got your own adventures going on. That's cool. Um, if it means you're going to get, you know, Childish Gambino, it's going to be Donald Glover again. Great. I'm in. We're all in for that. Um, if it's going to be a recast, then probably less than. Do you want it to go back before Solo so we can have more of Phoebe Waller-Bridge as L337? That's not going to happen, but yes, Definitely. God, I completely forgot the thing about her being then slaved into the Falcon. Oh, awful, awful film. Yeah. And then kind of sort of yep. sleeping. Oh, you're definitely banging the robot. And her whole thing was, I want to be free. Yeah. And her character arc ends with the exact opposite of that. We're now going to put your mind into the Falcon and never speak to you again, imprisoning you forever. And then you... and. And that's okay because at least you're with. La- oh no, he's oh, lost the, the Falcon. You're now with, with. So no, I don't want to see who. You know, she was great, but I'll just be reminded of all that again. <laughs> I, feel, I feel I've 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 awoken a, a, a <laughs> yeah. repressed memory there. <laughs> I work hard to repress that, repress that whole film. It's not good. It's just not good. It's it's yeah. Uh, um, uh, one I am looking forward to. We're talking about original, and we're talking about um, you know interesting storytellers. Uh, Leslie Headland is an interesting storyteller, I think, and um, she is uh, going to be writing and uh, leading uh, the Acolyte, a mystery thriller set in the final days of the High Republic Ooh. era, and that's our first visit into the high republic which is the next big uh, element especially through marvel Absolutely. comics that they're, yeah. they're they're pushing um so this could be our first introduction into you know the the absolute pinnacle peak of the jedi um and kind of well i suppose it's kind of the formation of the jedi isn't it in a lot of ways so um yeah, so that uh, that could be an interesting one. So this is way before the old um, Republic, right? The, this is it is the, yeah. Uh, the High Republic was was before the old Republic. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's what. So it's it, it's the so golden the era. I want to see you know expand that universe. I mean, for for years, right? This was all in um in in the novels, right? The expanded universe, the novels, and the comics and stuff like that. And it was all over the place. And the computer games, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic yeah, games. No, this is great. Yeah. This is the stuff we want to see, definitely. And there's just so much stuff to mine. I mean, you know, apart from just going for original stories, um, there's so much out there. And, and um, because you can shift concepts around and things like that. But 
you know, the um, the old Sith and Darth Revan and all of that stuff. It's very exciting. Um, and then to follow that, we, we continue on a high with hmm. a droid story. I, I missed that one. Yeah. Is there and any other you know about it? that? <laughs> um, it's going to be led by um, C-3PO and R2-D2 and is going to be... I mean, it sounds as if it's uh, a kid's style. I mean, they, they again, in, in uh, Clone Wars, they almost tried to do a little bit of like a backdoor pilot into a series about this ragtag team of, of droids like the Christmas special. that went off and did... Yeah, and Star Wars droids. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see with that one. Um, I'm assuming that to be quite kid-orientated. Um, Although, ironically, we'll I think the start of, the, of A New Hope with the droids is what puts a lot of kids off watching that film. Mm. Um, and then the interesting thing for me was... All of that was discussed, and then we had two other things. We had um, a, a, a straightforward mention that um, uh, Taika Waititi is creating hey. a Star Wars feature film, and then Patty Jenkins will be directing the next hmm. feature in the Star Wars universe. So we're not looking to get a Star Wars film until 2023, and that film will be Rogue Squadron. So that's Luke's team, isn't it? Um, well, it, it's the team Luke was, yeah, he in. was in Red Squadron. No, so it's, yeah, it's yeah, with Wedge leading it, right? Yeah, so that's the era this will be set in. Yeah, yes. So it's it's post Battle of Yavin, first Death Star. Interesting. Height of the Rebellion. Luke, kind of thing. Yeah. Han back again. Recast. I I don't know if they'd be brave enough to. Especially yeah. um Carrie Fisher. They won't do CGI, would they? But at the same time. They might, they did with Tarkin, they did with I mean, you know, they had that with um uh with Rogue Squadron, you had Tarkin and um, Leia. That's true. Yep, same thing. Um, and then um, we obviously saw a, a, a de-aged Leia and Luke in um, Rise of Skywalker. Um, at least we did. I don't, I don't know if you had your hands over your eyes at that point. Have you seen the, um, uh, the deep fake of that? But um, no. I haven't. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it up. I haven't watched so it. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy how. Um... How that technology has changed the nature, you know. So even with um, Rise of Skywalker, it looked awful, and someone just defaked it, it looks so perfect. Yeah. And they've done um, Rogue One as oh, well with um, mm-hmm. Tarkin. Um, and it is, it, it, it's amazing how that mm. removes that uncanny valley <clears throat> thing of even at its best, it's just a little bit mm. cartoony still. Um. I, I, so I'm excited for Rogue Squadron. Um, there's a, a a brief video of Patty Jenkins talking about it, um, uh, and 
tells a very personal tale about her dad being a <laughs> yeah, fighter it was pilot. very Hal Jordan, wasn't it? Um, and, and it was, except, you know, yeah. had a little bit of a better ending, I thought. It was a bit more compelling than, than Green Lantern. Um, but it was, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a, a, a good story, I think. You know, the fact that she wants to tell this story and she's found this story in Rogue Squadron. Um, you know, that, mm. that camaraderie, that kind of, you know, the, 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 that flyboy kind of squadron kind of thing. I, I, I like what they're doing there. So I think that's interesting. Um, I mean, interesting that that's two films that they've talked about. And we're not getting the first of those until three years time. Um, notable in its absence mm. is the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Mm. Not sure whether that's gone the same way as the Colin Trevorrow films. I mean, Ryan Johnson is still hot stuff, isn't he? Um, with uh, um, the, mm. the murder mystery film of his, Knives Out. Knives Out, sorry, yes. Um, Knives Out. So I can't imagine he will hang around forever and ever to make these three films, his trilogy. No, and I guess it depends in the sense of whether he just kind of, you know, checks back in at a late point. But they have very much set Star Wars up to live on the small screen for a while. Um, it's it's yeah. a Disney Plus streaming um, commodity, I think. And maybe that's what the Ryan Johnson trilogy will be, you know, bringing you back into cinemas for. Maybe that's what they're thinking about it. Maybe, and and maybe they're they're mm -hmm. just waiting to see how cinemas rebound before pushing ahead with anything. Figure out how much big like uh, Warner Brothers fucks it all up with HBO Max. Yeah. Although the pushback on that is quite heavy still, so. Um, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays through. Talk, talking of HBO um, talking rounding of HBO out. Max, I actually booked tickets to go and watch Wonder Woman tomorrow. Um, in Watford, uh, are we not tier three tomorrow? And does that <laughs> this is true? <laughs> does that help? <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> so, so does that mean you're you're not this able to go now? Oh, me! Oh, me! Oh. Hey ho! One day you you are so close to watching this film. Please keep the faith for just a little bit longer until HBO Max arrives. So it's on HBO Max from tomorrow, is it? Uh, uh, yeah, twenty fifth. Cinemas. So it's released in the cinema here tomorrow and across Europe tomorrow. Might be worldwide tomorrow, and then it's cinemas and HBO um, Max from you, Christmas. More are you allowed to? Um... Leave a tier three area to so go to a cinema where it actually will be playing. Well, there you oh, go. No. See, screwed. Oh, no. <clears throat> mm. um, so, to try and cheer you up, B, to round out the Lucasfilm slate, we had um, announcements that we expected of um, Willow. Um, we'll be debuting in 2022 with Warwick Davis returning. Uh, Children of Blood and Bone. Uh, which is based on the uh, Toby Adeyemi uh, novel about a young African girl's quest to restore magic to her people, uh, the Magi. Um, and 
one that I'm sure we're all looking forward to. Um, we are getting Indiana Jones 5. Uh, James Mangold is going to be directing. It is scheduled to open in July 2022. It is scheduled to star Harrison Ford. Oh my he will God. be 80 years old when this comes out. Now, James Mangold has done the ultimate aged hero film, right? He's done it brilliantly. We've seen Logan, and he, the concept worked perfectly. I don't know why he's trying to do it again. Is yeah. um, the money truck? Is Shia Beth <laughs> reprising Indy Junior? Yeah. Ma- um, no word of yet. Um, God, that's a story that doesn't need but to be we shall told. see. <laughs> um, continuing with stories that don't need to be told, um, a sequel to <laughs> Sister Act with uh, Whoopi Goldberg coming back. So Sister Act 3, is it? Or um, Gosh. Yep. I'm not Three. for that. I feel like enough time has passed. Um, be fun. <laughs> um, Hocus Pocus 2. I, I have some interest in that. It's weird they're not just remaking it, then doing it too. Um, Chippendale Rescue oh, Rangers. A hybrid that live sounds... action and animated film with John that Mulaney and Adam creepy. Andy Sandberg. Uh, well, if you want creepy, uh, Pinocchio, directed by Robert Zemeckis, starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Night at the Museum, an animated version of the film. is going to be a uh, series that comes on to Netflix in 2021. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that works as a, as a weekly cartoon, doesn't it? A different exhibit wakes up and they have hijinks, right? You know, like an old Scooby-Doo type thing. Adventures in the museum. I mean, kids in 2021 might not know what a museum is, but still. <laughs> um, from more classic Disney princess style, we're getting uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, which is coming out on Disney Plus Premiere as well as theatrically on March 2021. That looks actually quite good. I quite like the look of that one. Um, we're getting a Baymax cartoon or film. We, we wait to see. Uh, we're getting a Tiana series, it looks like, which uh, is from Princess and Frog. Oh, Moana, no. the series. Um, and then um, Pixar are coming in. With um, Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear origin oh, story, voiced by so Chris this Evans. This is not the Buzz Lightyear, the toy. This is the character of Buzz Lightyear, of which the toy is. Yeah. So this is what Andy watches. Yeah. This is the cartoon that Andy watches and therefore bought the Buzz Lightyear toy. Mm, okay. Or the person who inspired the Buzz Lightyear oh, cartoon. Not even a sci-fi thing. Well, it'll be some sort of form of sci-fi, but I don't know. I mean, either he is a space 
yeah. person fighting an emperor zerg, or he is oh, I don't know something that gets that inspires yeah. a story. About... I mean, knowing Pixar, it will be it will be blaster. I mean, if... what you said, it will be some kind of heart wrenching, tear jerking, bloody uh, yeah. God, man, the Toy Story make films make me cry so much. We just did the whole quad, quadrilogy uh, recently, and just I was just sitting there bawling there with my kids going, "Oh, this is cool! You got a friend in me." I'm like, "You got a friend in me." Yeah. <laughs> oh, look what you done, Jay. I, I have. I've ruined it. Um, quick, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Marvel Studios slate. So if your favorite Disney princess hasn't been included up until now, um, and mine hasn't, um, then uh, hopefully the Marvel Studios slate will will take your mind off of that and give you cause for smile. Not to be outdone by um, the Star Wars arm of Disney. Uh, Marvel is uh, running into new... Well, uh, some of it was new stuff. A lot of it was confirming old stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll go through some of the old stuff first of all. So they confirmed that One uh, Division is due to debut on January the fifteenth, uh, which means uh, B will watch it around March the nineteenth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So have they actually said they're going to do like a episode drop, or is it going to be just that? One... Seems to be the Disney Plus way. Mm. I think we start a campaign. No, I, I really enjoy the episodic stuff. Sorry, B, I'm on the other side of this. I've I've found myself really enjoying the the cliffhanger style. You've got a week to think about it and and work it through and talk about it and stuff, rather than how quickly can I run through this before someone spoils it for me. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure trying to trying to binge through everything and, and sort of stay off the internet uh, and all that kind of stuff. And, it, you know, it builds up conversation as well. So once you've watched the episode, because a couple of days later, you can you can see what the internet is saying, what your favorite podcast theory, is saying. It's time for theories and stuff like yeah. that. Whereas, and I think with WandaVision, um, I think there is going to be pressure from me be, for you to watch this as it goes, because it feels like one that we are going to want to talk about and dissect and work through. Um so we'll have to work out how to do that. Um, but yes, yeah, so WandaVision's debuting on January 15th or due to. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, this is the other thing. You're going to just kind of run into to a backlog if you're not careful because that's due to debut on March 19th, 2021. Uh, we then have Hawkeye, uh, which has confirmed uh, Hayley Steinfeld as part of the crew uh, as Kate Bishop, cool. debuting in late 2021. Um we have uh, Loki that they showed a little sizzle reel for, which is Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson, and Richard E. Grant. That's due at the moment for May 2021. Uh, Ms. Marvel, um, May, depending on the debacle that seems to be unfolding with it. Um, the debut in late 2021. Uh, we then have uh, She-Hulk, uh, which is being marked as a comedy, uh, which I suppose makes sense. Um, Who's playing She-Hulk? 
uh, Tatiana Maslany is She-Hulk. Tatiana, sorry, who who is that? Where do I know that? Uh, Orphan Black. Oh yes, it? perfect. Yes, brilliant. Yeah, good cast. Right. Uh, yep. Um, interestingly, they announced that both Mark Ruffalo and Tim Roth are due to appear. Hmm. So the abomination is coming back. Be were you a fan of the Incredible Hulk? Uh, I was actually. Um, it'd be interesting to see what Incredible Hulk appears. Um, so is this going to be the? Is it Professor Hulk? Yeah, that he ended up being. Yeah. So is that going to be that, or is it going to be? It's kind else? of less interesting if it's that because that's what She Hulk has, right? She maintains yeah. her brain, whereas you know Bruce is off. Yeah. What um, if he's also? able to if he's fully in control then then how's so the character of she hulk is a yep. lawyer yes okay and she specializes in defending superheroes yes but also yep. you know in the marvel universe if you're a doctor you're a specialist in every medical thing and if you're a lawyer you're a specialist in every legal thing hmm. it'll be interesting to see there might be other matt murdoch appearances yeah, or or something. You know. Yeah, um, and you know, rumours abound that um, Charlie Cox has signed on to be Mac Murdock in Spider Man Three. Oh. So we'll finally ratify and bring that in. Sort of, um, sort of. I mean, if he's playing Matt Murdock of the MCU universe. Has that re- reverted back now completely? Uh, yes. So um, Luke Cage has and um, Daredevil has. I think Iron Fist has as well. I think Jessica Jones and Punisher, we still wait for a little bit longer because they were the last two series mm. to run through. So if, if Charlie Cox plays a, you know, a Matt Murdock of a universe, that still leaves them open to cast a whole separate Matt Murdock for the MCU, doesn't it? Yeah, so at the moment, they've not necessarily folded this in to... So if they wanted to go a different way on Luke Cage, for instance, they could. Yeah. Um, but there seems to be uh, a, a belief of um, keeping Charlie Cox as, as Daredevil. If you do keep Charlie Cox, yeah. The, the, I mean, it, it does mean you're folding all of it in because then, I mean, up mm. until now, whilst the Netflix series very much lived in the MCU world, the MCU world didn't acknowledge that the Netflix series existed, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. if Daredevil exists in it, unfortunately, that means Iron Fist exists in it. I, yeah. And I mean, Marvel get a little bit of a pass on this in the sense of it's kind of, oh, the Netflix series was, but Marvel were, were, you know, it was a it was a, a co-written whatever, but I guess the answer is that they can recast in any way, shape, or form in the same way that uh, Terence Howard is no longer. Yeah, Rodin. that's very true. I I just like to see the Iron Fist story done right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. It's hard to tell, but I don't know if it's redeemable now. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to take what's already happened and then try and fix it. I'd I'd want a fresh start. You know, I'd want the kind of Matt yeah. Fraction Iron Fist stuff and just, you know, just, just give us that straight away. Don't worry about what happened with them. Um, uh, I forgot the actor's name. That Iron Fist. So have I. 
I was going to say Finn, but that's not. Who, who cares? <laughs> it's a fair shout. I mean, his 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 mum probably. Um, this, this, so this is true. you know, I, I, I apologise, Danny Rand. We we are sorry if uh, you are a listener, um, guy that played Moon Knight's mum. Um, if you're listening from Russia, um, we did say hello to you specifically. We did, um, and uh, I didn't mean Moon Knight's mum. I meant. Iron Fist's mum, but Moon Knight is the last one that we had reconfirmed. Uh, Mohamed Diab is going to direct uh, a vigilante who suffers from dissociative identity disorder, where the multiple identities who live inside him appear against the backdrop of Egyptian iconography, which sounds fucked up and brilliant. <laughs> and that's the one that um, Oscar Isaacs is is rumoured to be attached. Rumoured, yeah. You know that that sounds really good. They could do so much with that um looking forward to how they going to deliver that so i've not watched yeah. any of um, muhammad diab stuff before but just having a glance through his filmography um god it sounds like it's going to be really interesting and then um to add to the really interesting the three new series that were announced for disney plus were secret invasion uh, with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn uh, picking up as Nick Fury and Talos. Mm-hmm. Um, Armor Wars, which is um, going to star Don Cheadle as uh, Rhodey, mm-hmm. War Machine. Mm-hmm. And then living in this universe, um, we are going to get a live-action Ironheart. Wow. So Dominique Thorne from If Bill Street Could Talk is going to be Riri Williams, and we are going to have uh, a live-action Ironheart. Wow. Alongside this, we're going to have a, an animated Guardians of the Galaxy holiday. I think it was animated. I'm sure it was animated. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, uh, which was going to be written and directed by James Gunn. Um, we are going to have What If debut in the summer of 2021, and we're going to have a series of animated shorts, which is I Am Groot. We also had confirmation of Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, um, Ant-Man and Wasp 3, um, which will uh, have a recast Catherine Newton as Cassie Lang and Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror has been confirmed. And then finally is just a small uh, uh, announcement that John Watts, who did Spider-Man Homecoming, will be directing Fantastic Four. <laughs> so that adds to the list of feature films they've got coming up. Uh, Black Widow was confirmed to have moved now until May the 7th, 2021. We then have Shang-Chi that has confirmed that it's finished all its filming. That's due uh, July 9th, 2021. Eternals then finishes out the year on November the 5th, 2021. Before we enter the, enter the multiverse of madness in March the 5th, uh, Love and Thunder, uh, which is Thor, obviously. Uh, May the mm-hmm. 6th, Black Panther 2, that they confirmed and also confirmed that they would not be recasting um, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, so all of our conversations about that, which were a couple of weeks ago, I think, mm-hmm. are in the archive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's due now July the 8th, 2022. That's really soon if they've not started filming or anything. Um, Captain Marvel 2 um, 
I suppose it's 18 months-ish, but yeah. I mean, Captain Marvel 2, um, which will include um, Iman Vidali as Ms. Marvel in it, uh, which I like, um, is going to be November the 11th, 2022. And then Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is scheduled for 2023. And Blade is also uh, expected to have some news soon. So... All this film news sounds mega exciting, and it's so nice to actually get film news. I, it, yeah, it does all sound quite soon. It does sound like... I, I know the Marvel machine is brilliant at what it does, and they can run multiple projects at the same time, and they've got their brain trusts all feeding into things back and forth and tying it all together and all that kind of stuff. Um, but given the state of the world and given, you know, I guess what you can and can't realistically do and film it it seems really optimistic and i wouldn't want these films to be rushed really you know if it takes a bit longer uh, to make that's okay so i mean they're they're, they're very good at, at doing these things without anyone mm-hmm. noticing so the amount of work that had gone into and filming that had happened in black widow before there was an announcement of black widow film mm. Um, they are they are very good at collecting footage when people aren't looking, mm. and I don't know whether that's partly because a lot of it is set based more than you ever realise until you go back and watch the making ofs, um, mm-hmm. uh, and with things like the volume that you've heard me talk about and and love on quite drastically, um, yeah, I mean it's it's um, yeah, it's an interesting setup. Um, so it could be that these are further along than we thought. Um, we know that all of next year's films are done, um, super in advance. So I guess there's a point on this stuff's problem when working through. Uh, we know Thor Love and Thunder, for instance, is filming already. Um, so that puts you into the middle of next year. So yeah, I mean, you know, thirty days filming plus the the, the post. Yeah, and and I guess you know you're not it, it's not necessarily reliant on one creator to keep building it and building it. It is it is the machine, isn't it? I mean, whilst you've got Kevin Kevin yes. Feige, who obviously doesn't sleep and has about ten different clones of himself. <laughs> uh, there's a multiplicity thing going on with Kevin Feige, I'm sure. Um. Yeah, with 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 the the one that's not the perfect clone coming out with the Netflix <laughs> yeah, exactly. series. Um. Yeah. Okay. And the the my other thought with with all the TV shows as well is I, I was thinking recently about you know I kind of miss uh, sort of twenty two twenty six episode seasons. Uh, you know everything is sort of ten episodes, eight episodes, thirteen episodes up at a push. Um. You know, it doesn't necessarily feel long enough to really get into a season of a show. But then, give with with the Marvel stuff, given the amount of stuff that's coming out, you know, you do pretty consistently yeah. have stuff to watch all the time, and that's quite nice. And then, I mean, you overlay that with Disney stuff because they're not going to want to be dropping things. Conco- they don't. They don't want you to split your viewing, do they? So you know, you're going to have a good chunk of time between 
So if, if, if you know, one division runs for six weeks, eight weeks after January and that lands us into Falcon and Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and that l- l- runs for eight weeks, which puts us, yeah, about May. So that's, that's low-key. Um, and then maybe Hawkeye and Ms. Marvel after that. I mean, I guess that's, that's yeah, pretty much your year taken care of there, yeah, That's isn't a it? really nice way of so, it to work. I mean, I was thinking about, you know, Mando coming to, and it's been nice to have sort of Mando and Star Trek and things as a, as a weekly watch. Yeah. Um, and it does feel a bit like, oh, God, you know, <laughs> that Friday slot's not going to be there, but looks like it will be. Yeah, and we'll have about a month before um, WandaVision mm. Mm. appears. Um, it seems. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the, I, the interesting thing is that view of one division leading us straight into multiverse of madness. That's going to be uh, a year ish from the end of one division to the opening of multiverse mm. of madness. I mean, there is time there in theory if they wanted to to do a second series of one division. I thought it's also but, a great way to go and get everyone to rewatch. Uh, one division before multivision of madness comes out multiverse of madness comes out so the the four people in the world yeah. who didn't get a disney subscription disney plus subscription <laughs> will go straight back so yeah i mean it's it's an interesting little uh, setup anything there that jumps out at you that you can't wait for anything there jumps out of you that you can Um, I I would have loved to have heard a little bit more about Blade. Mm. Um, as you know, I, I'm I'm a big Blade fan. I'm, I'm not sure if that was because of Blade Trinity or or, or the comics. But <laughs> sorry, That's were you going to say something right. there, T? Um, oh, I thought so. And um, but yeah, I, I, you know, as the one one IP that we've yet to hear a lot about. Um, I would have liked to hear more about that. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It sounds fantastic. Um, One Division, I think, is going to be strange and wonderful. Um, the trailers have been really good. Um been reading up about some of the um, characters which might be appearing in there. So, and, and how they're kind of going to be linking into the movie big screen uh, universe if you like um, so it's interesting um, I think they've really thought about it um, yeah I I really hope Armor Wars answers the question of why uh, Tony didn't just go and give every Avenger their own Iron Man suit uh, you know by showing yeah. this, is, this is why basically this is what would go wrong if everyone had one um, and I really don't want, I don't think it will, but I don't want uh, Secret Invasion to just randomly throw up, oh yes, by the way, Hawkeye was a scroll, and yes, by the way, Maria Hill was a scroll. Um, you know, uh, just for just for that kind of shock value. Um, generally, you know, these, these plot threads are thought well in advance. And, you know, if you do throw up random people happen to be scrolls, I'd want to be, I'd want to be able to go back and watch those films and think, Oh God, yes, there's the hint of that. There's where that was laid out. You know, there's the groundwork put in. I don't want just a random bunch of retrospective. Oh yeah. This person was a scroll the whole time. Surprise. Uh, 
So Thunderbolt Ross being the head of the Sokovia mm-hmm. Accords, which limited the strength of the superhumans and superpowers would be one I'd want. See, I, I like Thunderbolt Ross just being an arsehole because he's an arsehole. Um, yeah. And also, I it didn't quite work out the way the film sort of did it, but you know, there was a thing around which side do you land on? In theory, sort of splitting the audience a little bit of I agree with Iron Man or I agree with Cap. Um, you know, this just makes it like, well, clearly the Iron Man side was the baddie side, you know? I think it was less, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I think it was less, um, uh, less stark than in the bad mm-hmm. choice of words, maybe. Um, in than it was in the comics. The comics, it, I, it felt less. You know, why would you mm. sign up? Um, than um, uh, than than in the film. I think the film did a good part with kind of that. You know, his his the Tony Stark guilt um, and that element. But yeah, I, that's the thing. It needs to kind of not just retcon everything. And not just everyone's back. Surprise! Yeah, absolutely. Um, that it can't be a cheap device to get everyone back. And I, and I think, you know, much the the first twenty films or whatever, the Infinity Saga is going to be held by a lot of people as you know, very very precious to them. Don't undo stuff from those yeah. ones just for the sake of new stories. Yeah, and you're already playing with multiverse yeah. and time. So yeah, you, you introduce the fact that some of your beloved characters who you mourned the death of were actually shape-shifting mm. aliens. And that might be a bridge too far. And it works in comics, which, you know, have been running for 60, 70 years, and it's all right, and it's always, you know, rebooting and refreshing and all that kind of stuff. But this is... And it works to a degree. It, uh, you know, it's... it's yeah. It wasn't quite as, as amazing as it could have been, I thought. I've just reread some of them, and, and you know, some of them are a little more... Missed and hit, I think. Yeah, especially when you get you know invested in in a character to see that you know that they're the queen of scrolls now, and you've been really excited about yeah. what's coming out with them. Um, but it was also that the you know you'd have the original character come back and then it would just yeah, be normal. Yeah, yeah. So apart from apart from Mockingbird, I don't think anyone really came back with any mm. impact. So Wolverine was a, scr- a scroll, and one of the reasons Wolverine was a scroll is because Wolverine had been stolen and, and turned into death, the horseman for Apocalypse. Um, spoilers for anyone who hadn't read that <laughs> 10 years ago, um, 12 years ago, um, which was great. Apart from then, they worked out Wolverine was death, and therefore Wolverine stopped being death. Mm. So yeah, it was a bit bizarre. Um, Armor Wars for me, one of the things that I am delighted for is it sounds as if Sam Rockwell's um, Justin Hammer is returning, who was the the absolute shining diamond in uh, Iron Man 2. Um, I mean, I don't hate Iron Man 2. Um, I do. More than Iron Man 3? Yeah, yeah probably. I think I probably prefer Iron Man 2 to Iron Man mm. 3. They're both pretty awful. Mm. Yeah, fair. Yeah, well, 
I I thought Iron Man two was okay. Iron Man three was Oof. okay-ish. Uh, harsh, B. That's oof. harsh. Yeah. Wow. What has Robert Downey Jr. done to you? Yeah. Get Iron Man 3 and Shane Black to the burn unit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Extremist isn't hot enough to, to deal with that burn. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I thought Iron Man 2 had more superhero y moments. I, Iron Man 3 tried to do something with, you know, his PTSD and the post. Uh, Avengers world that he was in, you know. So it, at yeah. least it tried something, not not successfully, but it tried. I don't know what Iron Man two was trying to do. Expand the universe, and and that was the thing in the sense of you know, um, he's the guy that can create all of the Iron Man stuff yeah. as well. well. I think we could have gone, just... you know, you had Iron Man two before Avengers, didn't you? Um, and you could you can just chop yep. that out, and it doesn't affect the series at all. You might just wonder why his um, chest armor mm. is triangular for a few minutes. That's all. Although you know, I thought the roadie stuff was great. I thought the mm. Justin Hammer stuff was great, um, and scenes like the the suit up oh, at yeah. the racetrack was were yeah. brilliant. Um, I mean, makes very little sense, and there's a um, how it should have ended that's just run out on it, which was uh, makes a, some some really good points as that does. Check it out on YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm there for all of it's that. Iron Man Three, a Christmas film. Oof. I mean, it is set at Christmas. And is Shane Black film? films are always set at Christmas. Which are the, are the old Christmas films? Oh, don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to watch it. Just, just curious. <laughs> um, Fantastic Four excites me. Um, I'm really interested to see what they do. I'm really interested to see how they do this. Um, I liked what John Watts did with Spider-Man, so that will be interesting to see how it plays through. Has Emily Blunt um, and um, John... Yeah, have they confirmed John Krasinski. Yet? They haven't. Here's hoping. I, I feel really bad for like, um, any other actors who get that role. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, especially if they, they break from the, the, the comic mm. stereotype. Um, yeah, that's going to be fairly brutal. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think all of that looks looks interesting. I'd so like we've not had piece. any indication yet of when we're going to see the X Men folded in. Uh, and any I word on Deadpool three? Uh, other than it was in production with the writers okay. of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, talked about this, yeah. Okay, so so that's, you know, I Disney has spent a lot of money acquiring Fox and all the X-Men properties, um, and yet to their investors, they've not explained yet why we've spent that money and where we're going to get money back from it. Interesting. Um, I, I, are you 
suggesting that New Mutants in itself did <laughs> not did you watch it? recoup. I did. I, I liked it. Did you watch it in the cinema? Yeah. Okay. I have not watched it yet, and I will get around to it at some is point, it, is I'm it on sure, Disney but maybe Plus not. Yet? No. Okay. Not even no. as a pre- premium premiere thing? No, no. Okay. <laughs> no. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to weaken the brand of Premium Plus by, but Mulan is by New Mulan Mutants. Is. No, well, it's not it's, anymore, it's is it? Available to M- Mulan is 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 now available yeah. to all. Um, and still no one's watching it. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose there's there's more stuff under. So, I mean, The Simpsons probably has recouped a big chunk of the the Fox deal money. Um, by having that all available on on Disney Plus and then being able to show that as, as Disney Plus, um, so there's other bits. Uh, America are about to launch the uh, adult Disney Plus, which is where you'll see a lot of the the Fox and um, Mir- old Miramax films and whatever else Wait, this go is into a separate subscription service. No, I think oh, it's right. a separate section on Disney Plus. Um, but you know, for where we've talked about in regards to um, <laughs> Disney After Dark, um, um, but yeah, when we've talked about things like Deadpool, Deadpool Two finding a home, then then they they seem to be opening up the space. Plus, you know, as we talked about, Predator and Aliens are now under the area. The Alien Queen is technically a Disney <laughs> princess. That's quite weird. I mean, because Disney still does have a, Disney have a kid mode, right? Have have um, child yeah, profiles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is it's, it'll be quite strange. So, is the default profile also some kind of mid range PG profile, and then you've got to get the the adult profile? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really makes it awkward for those those. People sharing accounts to work out how they want to set it up. Because <laughs> if you've got one profile, you know, do you set it up for just the kids, or do you, you know, do it so you can lock yourself in as well? Um, but that's all for someone else to to worry about. Um, and we are not recommending that you share login details on any of these things at all. Uh, however, we are going to be recommending some stuff, and that is. Well, our recommendations, <laughs> really. Um, so, um, B, where would you like to start? Well, I'd, I'd like to start off um, by recommending a movie that I watched the other day, um, and it's called Megamind. Um, awesome. Which was um, the original sort of baddie gone done good, come good movie kind of thing. But it's it's a great storyline, um, and if you haven't had the opportunity to watch it, I thoroughly recommend you watch it. It's hilarious. There's some good um, slapstick comedy in it, uh, good one-liners, um, and it's got a great cast. Uh, Will Ferrell and that's Brad right, Pitt, is yeah, it? Tina Fey. Um, it's got um, yep. uh, Ben Stiller. Um, yeah, there's, there's a few big names in there. 
yeah really really good um i enjoyed megamind i've not seen it in ages i think i've only watched it once but i enjoyed megamind yeah. give it a watch hey, it was a good show a good film rather good shout b See, I am what are you going to recommend uh, Rick and Morty because I hadn't realised I hadn't finished watching season four of Rick and Morty. So caught up with it over the weekend and it is absolutely brilliant as ever. Um, and now I'm thinking about planning a kind of whole set rewatch. So if you've not seen uh, Rick and Morty, it's a sort of adult cartoon show um, by Dan Harmon. I'm on Dan, Dan Harmon, famous for Community, which we reference a lot on this show. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. um, it's about a grandfather and a grandson who basically go on these weird, wacky sci-fi adventures. It's very kind of fourth wall breaking. It's very meta. It's all over the place. It's um, it's hilarious. It's um, it's a bit of I don't know. It feels a bit like Doctor Who. It feels a bit like um, actually, it feels a bit like Community. A bit like Back to the Future. A bit like everything. A bit like Futurama. A bit like Simpsons. And it also references what it's a bit like yep. as well. It talks about itself um it is weird and wacky and not one to watch with the kids it is absolutely brilliant and um you know you will find your you'll probably understand if you've not seen it already suddenly so much of the internet will make sense to you and memes and references and things you can reread everything basically and get the jokes um yeah, you'll understand why everyone yeah. was crazy about pickles for a little while. Uh, all four seasons are available on uh, Netflix at the moment, um, so you can go ahead and be you can you know you'd be pleased to know you can go ahead and binge those. They're really quick, twenty-two minute episodes, shortest seasons. You can binge it quite quickly. Yeah, and I mean, if you're looking to cut it down even more than um, in my rewatches, I usually leave out interdimensional cable one oh, and two. I love, I love a bit of interdimensional cable. Yeah. Do you? It just it, it feels like um, uh, ad lib uh, that doesn't I'm, really I'm land for me. I'm a fan. Morty, Morty's mind blowers. I was a big fan of. Um, but yeah, interdimensional cables mm. just not. I, that's yeah. those, those are the two that I've left out. Time to number two was better than number one, I thought, because it had the the, the separate story going on. I mean, if it's your first time um, watching, I think you'll enjoy it. Do you have a favorite episode oh, of Rick and Morty? Oh, I don't know, it's probably quite basic, but I, th- I think Pickle Rick, maybe. I just I, 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 I laugh, I, mm, I was cry laughing all the way through that episode. And I couldn't quite explain to myself why I was laughing so much. It was just so weird and funny. <laughs> um, B, do you have a favourite episode? Um, no, I've seen a few, but I couldn't, I couldn't quite get into it. I, I found the humour not quite me. This and community. I Gosh. know there's a trend. You just hate that Harmon. There is. Yeah. Well, bearing in mind you're on rum and coke number four, maybe tonight's the night <laughs> to check it out. Yeah, I think tonight's the night where I'll be fast asleep very shortly. <laughs> um, I think my favourite episode is I, I like the ones that that make you really sad for it. It's got it's got an amazing ability to, to kind of you know actually make you feel stuff for um, uh, some some absolute hateful characters they're, they're, they're not none of them are, are good nice people in any way shape or form um uh but uh unity 
was is is the one for me that I I really um uh, enjoy. Um, I think from series one. Um, but yeah, really really good. Um, I am going to uh, on episode number forty of of geeking in. Um, I'm going to do my first computer game uh, ref, uh, recommendation. Um, all the way back in episode 23 uh, on the 18th of August, um, T recommended Spider-Man for the PS4. And I am going to recommend Spider-Man Mars Morales, uh, which is available on the PS5. However, I'm playing on the PS4. Um, yeah, so I mean, it picks up shortly after Spider-Man. Um uh, Peter Parker has to go out of town. So you are Miles Morales coming to grips with his new powers um, uh, and, and you know, trying to protect the city and trying to do your best to, to look after things. Um, it feels um, even more fun than the original uh, to me. Um, the outfits aren't quite as um, varied. Um, the gadgets are quite clever in the way they've updated some of them. Um, some of Miles' additional superpowers come into play, which means you don't need to have those sort of things in the gadgets in the same sort of way. Um, but the storyline's compelling. The, the the collectibles are great. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, and, and there's a mode that you can um, put it on to play it basically like Spider-Verse, including the animated suit, the slightly... Um, changed uh, screen rate to make it look more like the animated film and um, the, the the comic style bangs and whips and all the rest of it uh, throughout. So you can basically just play through Spider-Verse. Um, oh, right. So yeah, it's really, a shorter really good. game, isn't it, than Spider-Man was? I mean, it is. It's it, With everything, okay. it's, it's not a short game, um, but it's, it is slightly shorter than Spider-Man um, PS4. Um, but you know, it, it's got a huge yeah. amount of collectibles as you'd expect. Um, it's got the new game plus mode and, and stuff that's only unlockable in that. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether they do any DLC on it down the line. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a slightly shorter game, but it's, it's, it's not okay. like it's, you know, a couple of hours. I, th- I think it's still oh, something well. like okay. 80 hours worth of gameplay. That might, <laughs> that might not be true. One of um, the great things about playing through Spider-Man is I that the old um, unplugged Player 2 controller thing with the kids, uh, and it was great. You know, they just sat next to me while I played Spider-Man for hours, and they were convinced they were controlling, you know, the webs or the punching or this or that. Um, and, you know, you don't, you unmask very rarely in that. In, in that. And uh, we watched Spider-Verse a couple of weeks ago, finally, and very much uh, Miles uh, is, is their Spider-Man now. Uh, and they're very de- they're desperate to play Spider Man again, but yeah. thinking that it was Miles they were playing the whole time. So the thought of you know Christmas and you know the fake player two controller and being able to play a bit of Spider Verse is very exciting. A bit of Spider Man is very exciting. I might go and pick up a recommendation. Eight eight hours okay. worth of gameplay, not eighty. Oh, well, eight. Um, How many hours with Spider Man? So yeah, I, I was close. For? Just to get some kind of perspective. It, um, I think is it forty? Okay, 20. Oh, okay. Less, less 20. Than half. Yeah. twenty. Twenty apparently. Took me forty. 
Yeah. So it's about it's about. I never understand how they quite um, calculate these things. You know, does that mean eight hours to collect every single, you know, hundred percent of the game, or is it eight hours of story? Uh, so Spider-Man PS4 says if you're looking to beat the game and don't care about side missions or token collections, okay. then it'll take you about 20 hours. Um, so same with um, same with Miles Morales. It's 8 to oh, 10 right. hours well, if you're solid. just playing the story. Che, is the gameplay um, the same as Spider-Man? Similar. I mean, they've they've um, changed some of the animation. Um, they've they've uh, changed like the character's feeling so he's a little bit more um athletic than peter mm. parker in some ways um but yeah i mean if you've apart from the the new powers that you uncover and learn as the game unfolds um if you have played spider-man then you can pick up this one and play along quite comfortably the web swinging is the same but there's a lot of it that's that's very similar that's very exciting. Mm. Indeed. Definitely is. So that's definitely one to uh, to have a look and check out. Um, and uh, tell us how you did with it and tell us what you think. And we will be back next week to tell you about more stuff uh, going on. Um, so uh, whilst we work out our list of uh, programs that we want Father Christmas to bring <laughs> us, um, Look after yourselves and each other, and we will speak to you again next Adios. week. Bye-bye. Cheerio.